Welcome to This Academic Life, episode 19. This podcast is brought to you by local sponsors and listeners like yourself. If you're interested in sponsorship, then please contact us at sponsor at thisacademiclife.org. Hi, I'm Kim Michelle Lewis, Associate Dean of Research and Professor of Physics. Hi, I'm Pania Newell. I'm a professor in mechanical engineering. Hi, I'm Lucy Zhang. I'm a professor in mechanical engineering. Well, ladies, the summer is over. I thought this episode, we could talk about what we did this summer, the exciting things that we went through. And, you know, this is not a typical summer that we would have gone through because of COVID. But regardless, I'm sure we have done some very wonderful things, productive, hopefully. I know that every summer I had this goal of trying to catch up on writing up some papers and do some submissions of proposals and such, but summer's always going by so quickly. I don't think I was productive as I would like it to be, but you know what? (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) It's COVID. So that's my excuse. Yeah, same here. I feel like during the semester, you keep saying to yourself, wow, can't wait to summer, can't wait to summer, can't wait to summer. Then summer gets here and you're like, ah, what am I going to do? But one cool thing that I did do is I did acupuncture this summer and it was pretty exciting. It was cool. I went once a week for about two and a half to three months. And I went to kind of have a routine because we were still in COVID. So we were not going to the office as much. And so I did it as something to just get out the house. And I did it. It was a great experience. I definitely encourage two of you to try it. It was very subtle. And at the same time, it was very relaxing. But during the summer for academic administrators, we typically do a lot of onboarding of faculty members. So I spent a lot of time answering questions for junior faculty members who were going to be joining Howard in the fall. So that's mostly where most of my time went. And as you know, career award is always during the summer. So I spent a lot of time mentoring faculty members about what they should put in their awards, what they should write for broader impact. And sometimes that's fun. And sometimes that's very stressful, right? Because you have such an influx of people that want to submit and you give some constructive feedback for them to submit. So that's pretty much where my summer went. And then it went into preparing to go back to campus. And as an academic administrator, I had to make sure the suite for the the dean's office was ready for people to come back to the office. But that's what happened to my summer. And it went by really quickly. And I'm really sad. That's a story for all of us. Too too fast. It's gone. It's just too short. I know that a lot of people always who are not in academia typically, they always ask me, oh, do you what do you guys do in the summer? You don't have to teach. So we're always busy. Research doesn't stop. We can't stop. We still have to support our graduate students. We still have to maintain our research labs. So it really doesn't stop. Life continues, our job continues during the summer. And I think that that's why our job is different than K through 12 teachers. So we are responsible for that. And then that means that we are responsible for coming to work and doing so many, I guess, 
things that we didn't get a chance to do them during regular semesters. Kim, most of the administration here in my department, they said that summertime is the busiest time for them. It's even busier than their fall or spring semester. And as you pointed out, it's the NSF careers, many of these big grants they are due and also hiring too. But I was going to say, Kim, the mentoring young faculty and get those career kind of being reviewed before they submit, I think that's a great idea. That's a great service that you're doing. <laughs> I remember what it was like to write my career award. And I remember nights where I literally slept in my office because I was on a very strict timeline. So I was like, I got to write section 2.3 between 1230 and 230 AM. Like I was that rigid. And I was like, I have a 30 minute break. And from 3.30 to 5.30 a.m., I got to write section 3.1, you know? <laughs> and it was so rigid. And I had people to give me feedback, but all the faculty members are so busy. But as an administrator, I feel like I have more time than other colleagues who are their faculty members to read and give constructive criticism because I actually see so many across my desk. But one thing... I wish I could do was when I was a faculty member, well, I tried to do this as an administrator. It didn't work out during the summer, but I wanted to volunteer for the Black Girls Code, I think it's called. But because of COVID, I missed that opportunity, but I've been trying to figure out some volunteer effort I can do in the summer that could take me away from out of the office. And that was one of the volunteer things I wanted to do. But COVID just kind of killed that. And I was also kind of paranoid to be around a lot of people at that time. Right, right, right. Now, one thing that got me really excited this summer comparing to all the other summers was I had this project that I had to work on during the summer and required me to be more hands-on than any other time during the school year, just because I charged some summer to support myself. And I got so into coding. Like I, you know, I haven't touched, it's mostly my graduate students who's been, you know, really doing the hands-on work, but I was the only one who had access. And I tell you, I learned so many things that I had been wanting to learn, but just didn't have the time, didn't have the focused time. And the summer was just great. I would put in two, three hours as a time slot. I would just do it and just learn different things that I wanted to learn all these times. I would write notes as I'm learning it. And I felt so happy and just feel so productive that I am still learning new things and that really got me excited i haven't got that chance to do that for many years that's interesting actually i've been wanting in my previous job we had this i guess project that we could charge for the career development but since i came here it's all i guess you spend all your time 
developing your career and doing a lot of service activities a lot of teaching and then research you are relying on your students so it was a really interesting point that you mentioned because i remember when i was in my previous job i was taking classes through coursera and there was a project that i was charging my time to and that was specifically for that reason but not since i came here yeah, I haven't been doing any research coding or, you know, programming or anything specific for any of my projects. I'm just relying on the students. So maybe we should have some of those career development projects that they fund us so we can help with our career to develop. I know some universities have those sort of internal career development funds where they could I don't know if it really necessarily supports the summer or not, but just a very small amount of funds where they could either support an extra student during the summer or, you know, maybe a week or two summer salary where they could just do something different, kind of initiate some new project or new ideas or whatever, you know, like development yeah. fund. I really wish that the universities would set the culture of summertime, you know, sort of how the, I know Paya made a good distinction between high school and college professors that with the high school and middle school and elementary school teachers, they're really off in the summer. <laughs> I mean, they're probably still also doing professional development, but I feel like it's a hard line. This is the last day of class, you know, and I wish that the university I think I wish that the university could develop a culture where there is a month during the summer where the university is closed, sort of like what we do when we have a winter break, right? During winter break, it's those two weeks and the only people who are on campus are essential personnel, public safety, blah, blah, blah. And it's pretty quiet during the two weeks that we have off for winter break. And I kind of wish that we could move that culture into the summer where the university say, this is an official summer break, right? And then maybe it's two weeks, maybe it's three weeks, or maybe it's even a month. And I think that would really do some good, I think, for all, especially the academic administrators, right? Because things are always moving. And I really don't think we will miss that much during two weeks of a summer break. I don't think we'll miss that much. Yeah. No. I think, yeah. Mentally, it really gave people that pause that otherwise they would not even think about. I know at the end of the semester, last semester, I was so burned out. We hear the students talking about, we need to take care of the students who are burned out, who are, you know, have mental health issues. Boy, I was just, I was hitting the limit. I couldn't, it just, my mind just got clogged so much. I just felt like I couldn't move forward, even though I was doing the same thing, but I think it was, you know, obviously combined with COVID, it was, I felt like I was hitting a wall, you know, I couldn't move further mentally. I just needed to take two weeks off from everything. I did. I don't think I did two weeks, but I at least took one week off.
This summer, I started forcing myself to go for a bike ride. We live close to the park. It's a huge park. And every day, as the days were getting longer and longer, I was pushing my limits. So it, some days I was leaving the house at nine o'clock and I started listening to different podcasts while I was riding my bike. It was sometimes it was only 30 minutes. It wasn't like a heavy exercise or anything. But it helped, and I forced myself listening to a podcast because I didn't want to think about work. <laughs> but while I was listening, I was just paying attention to the podcast, but it was helping me a lot. So that I didn't take any week off. I didn't even take a day off, but I think that two weeks, if they offer it, I'll take it. If they force me and say that, yeah, campus is closed, I can't come. So that would help. <laughs> I agree. I will take it too <laughs> in a heartbeat. <laughs> but one thing that I guess it was exciting for me this summer was that my husband and I, we went for several motorcycle rides to the mountains. He owns uh, sport bikes, dirt bikes, Harley, any type of bikes that you can imagine. So any type of helmet that you can imagine, fancy ones, colorful ones. And so, but because of COVID, we couldn't travel and we didn't want to be around people. So the best way is just to skate to the mountains. So those were really, really nice. I just got behind him and then we went to the mountains and it was much cooler than, you know, the, in the valleys. So that was one interesting thing that I did this summer. Another thing that it was career-wise, I guess, or it was more on the technical side that, that I was excited. Unfortunately, when the collapse of the building in South Florida happened, that's the region that my husband is originally from. So he know the whole area and he was saying, oh, I know that building. I know this building when they were showing it. And it was kind of related to my research. So I started reading a lot about it. And then I end up submitting a comment piece to the Nature Review Chemistry. And the editor really got excited. So it was a lot of back and forth, but finally it got published. So I was so excited that I had that piece in the Nature Review Chemistry. Yeah. Well, you yeah, got so that, that link. We're, we're going to post it, right? Yeah, so that was that was the highlight of my summer. It's like, oh, engineers publishing in, in... Well, it's not an article, it's a comment piece, but it's still for me, it was like, oh, that's, that's exciting. So Panya, I have to say, that excitement in your voice, is the same excitement I had when I realized I could take my locks and put it in a ponytail. <laughs> because I've been growing. So that's another like big accomplishment this summer besides going to acupuncture is my hair has grown so much in COVID that I can now have a ponytail. And it was the most <laughs> exciting thing. <laughs> So, so when, when I went home to visit, my mom kept saying, what are you going to do with all of that hair? Because she had never seen my hair this long. And every time I walked away from her, she just saw it was just like hair everywhere. She was just like, what are you going to do with all that hair? And I was like, I don't know. And so now my new thing is I bought these wraps. You know how these women wear their wraps and like part of their hair is sticking out. So now I've bought like, you know, two wraps and I'm kind of afraid to go to campus with these wraps on because, you know, it's people stereotyping, you know, like they think it's a religious thing. They think it's this. It's... So I started wearing them 
on the weekend, right? And I've been getting so many compliments. It's like, oh, your locks are great. Yeah, so faculty members also, you know, do things with their hair in the summer. That's my point. <laughs> That's <laughs> So, yes, I think hair is very important. I think it's definitely a part of the mental process and think that, you know, summertime just wouldn't be fun without hair, right? (laughs) (laughs) So let's not shave our hair for next summer because we need to have a discussion around hair next summer. (laughs) What did you do with your hair? Or what do faculty do with their hair in summertime? (laughs) Well, this summer, I finally, I think it was like the end of May or something, I got all my students, graduate students, whoever are, uh, who actually uh, lived in town, I got them in my backyard, and then we kind of hang out, and I haven't seen them in a long time, and that was a lot of fun. I'm like, oh, finally see some, you know, people that I know, and we feel comfortable, because by that point, everybody was already vaccinated. Oh, so that reminds me, actually, another fun thing that we did during summer was that my research team and I, we went to bowling alley on campus because we were afraid of when semester starts, it's going to be crowded and I didn't want to be exposed to any of those germs (laughs) coming back to campus. So we went bowling alley and it was fun. It was really fun. We got two lanes and then people were we're competitive it's like well we are here just for fun and not killing each other but so but it was it was fun that was the first time i did it with my research team nobody was there too so it was another fun thing well speaking of you know semester starting what's our academic year look like this one was the third week of our semester Uh, yesterday i told my students that the exam one is coming up and they were all shocked that oh oh and i said yeah it's the fourth week of the semester (laughs) so the first week was hectic but now it seems the university got a handle of the COVID, so they are encouraging masks and vaccinations so all graduate undergraduate and I guess we are at about 75 to 80% of the campus population is vaccinated. So it's going smoothly. The first week was a little bit crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same here. Going to campus during the summer or a year and a half, you go to your your office or your lab and nobody's around. And so I got used to that solitude. And then the first day of classes, I was like, why there's so many people? Why is everybody touching everything? <laughs> I was so freaked out. I just literally stood on like, we have like a little patio area that's kind of like a serves as a foyer into the building. And I just stood there paralyzed because all I saw was like student after student touching the same door handle. And I was like, I cannot go in this building. I have to find a way to get in the building without touching the door. <laughs> I was, I couldn't believe it. It really shocked me because I didn't think I was going to feel that way until they all appeared. Mm. And I was just so freaked out. I, right. I couldn't believe it. But moving forward, I think this semester is going to be interesting. I'm curious to see what's going to happen with the this Delta variant, if we're going to 
leave for Thanksgiving break and not come back. Like, I'm really curious, like how we're going to move forward, like how this winter is going to feel. It definitely is nice to have colleagues back in the office to see how long their hair is now. (laughs) I I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be an interesting year. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I think for now, most universities are just play by the year and it's just everything as scheduled until something else happens, right? So that's what I observed, yeah. Okay, I think that's it for us, talking about what we've done this summer and what our year of academic year would look like. And so hopefully we'll stay productive and stay happy and stay sane in terms of maintaining our mental health. But but overall, it's all good and we're staying healthy and hope all of our listeners are staying healthy as well. And I hope people are taking care of their hairs. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. Find us at thisacademiclife.org or follow us on Facebook. You can listen to our latest episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or Google Podcasts. Please rate us. We welcome any feedback or suggestions for future episodes. Join us next time for the good, the bad, and the ugly of this academic life.